Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, from the Daytona Beach News Journal. And he is a lap away from the checkered flag in the Daytona 500. The voice of NASCAR. Austin Dillon wins the 60th running of the Great American Race. Daytona Motor Miles with Ken Willis and Godwin Kelly. Motor mouthing, Ken Wallace, Galvin Kelly. Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in to the Motor Mouth Podcast. We're at the Daytona Beach News Journal and uh, Daytona Beach FLA in the shadow of uh, of a famous speedway and uh, on the corner near the corner of Nova and Sixth Street. We're, you know what the the best way to say this is? Say it. we're right across the street from Gina's Deli. Right, Gina's Deli. Yeah. The, uh, so proud, use that proud non paying sponsor of the Daytona Motor Mouth. <laughs> So that's our landmark. Yes. All right, we're going we're gonna to do what we normally do here. We're going to look back, we're going to look ahead, and we're going to glance uh, sideways here and there. So what do you know? Get a little off kilter, a little off track. Uh, you want to look back first? Charlotte, Coke 600, Indy 500, and Monaco in the morning, which was maybe, I tell you what, watching those F1 races, if it wasn't for the scenery and the technology when they put you inside those cars every now and then with those in-car cameras, I, I tell you, I've... Uh, I've seen uh, there's there were more passes at an old Ohio State Michigan football game during the Bo and Woody years. It was that you just don't see a pass. I mean, it's just really nothing. But but the scenery's great, and uh, and you know what? I got a theory on that. And then we're gonna get off this entirely and go on to Charlotte and the Indy 500, and then look ahead to Pocono and all that. We're gonna play the birthday game. We're gonna talk about Danica restrictor plates and what else? We oh, have, Jack Roush. We have visit. a thousand clips. Yeah. Uh, it came to me. You know my theory on oysters. We've talked about that here. Nobody really likes oysters. I, I do like the, oysters. No, 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 no. Nobody likes oysters. They eat oysters because they like to say they ate oysters, or they like to be seen eating oysters because it makes them feel manly and outdoorsy and everything. I kind of have that same theory on museums, and I, and, I dis, and I came upon this last week when I was at a museum. Wow. Uh, most people, there are some who enjoy some worldly types who enjoy and some go to a museum for scholar for a scholarly uh, exercise uh, but most tourists go to a museum as i did uh, a week or so ago you go because you like telling people you went to a museum because it makes you sound like well we didn't just eat and drink our way through chicago you know we went to the field museum we didn't, it ain't all hot dogs and beer when it, in reality it's pretty much all food and beer right. not hot dogs uh so they you like telling people you went to a museum because it makes you appear urbane right i think i've come upon the theory i i have the same theory about formula one racing i know a lot of people and a lot of folks in our business uh, like to tweet about the f1 race and they like to talk about it and it makes them seem like oh it's almost like people who talk about premier league soccer these people don't like f1 racing they just like talking about it because it makes them feel a little above the rest of us right so nobody likes f1 racing there's really not a lot to like because it's not racing it's a great technological enterprise and it's amazing to see what these cars can do and the telemetry but it's not 
an exciting race. It never is. So people just like people watch it because that way they can say they watched it and they can feel important. All right. You All agree. Right. All right. Go ahead and agree with me. Then we'll move on. Well, uh, you know what I did? You watch an F1 race in a museum while eating oysters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, okay. Now, I I, uh, I used the DVR on my house. Yeah. And I taped it. And then uh, I was like, got to watching the Indy 500 and yeah. then, you know, took my nap after the end of the time then the 600 came on and dinner and so have you yet to watch Monica? i have yet to watch it still yeah. in my dvr the scenery is amazing i mean it's just a great is it, the race course is just it's really something to see but believe me once you've seen a couple laps you, well you, you don't really need to watch i it. like what you say about f1 racing the best part of f1 racing is the visuals and the telemetry no when they no get the, the best car. part of a, a race is oh the very beginning yeah yes yes once you get past the very beginning boy he's got a big old truck backing up below us that's the beeping <laughs> i got a little scared for a minute holy mackerel that's I, a thought that was, I thought that was i thought that was c.com interesting i, I thought that it. was a always uh, fresh always on according to the truck yeah that's the the vending machine guys the vending machine guys and they've been having a heck of a time with the uh the soda machine downstairs yeah well i want to challenge that always fresh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, what did you uh, go ahead? Give me your quick review of Indy and the Coke Six Hundred, and uh, then we'll move along. Well, uh, Indy is Indy. I mean, you know, I, I watched it from start to finish, and yeah. I thought it was. I thought it's always interesting because of the they have the limit on the fuel. Yeah, I want to say gas, but it's not gas. Yeah. They have the limit on tires. Yes. Um, you know, you can lead, but you're going to burn a lot of gas. So these guys will lead for a little bit, yeah. and then they'll throttle back, and somebody else will go up I there. like how they can flip a switch and go a little lean or thicker on the <laughs> yeah. fuel, you know? That drives me crazy. That they yeah. Can do that. yeah. So um, the the end, nobody knew exactly, you know, who, what, who had what as far yeah. as fuel. And when those two cars peeled off that were leading, I was like, whoa. Yeah, then you knew. It's yeah. all willpower. Yeah. Yeah. So happy for willpower. Great name, by the way. Oh, yeah. 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 So. Uh, Be a great yeah. name for a triathlete, I suggested. Yeah. I and, of course, we have to make mention of danica maybe the last time we talk about no danica. it won't be she she uh yeah she was a monk she spun on her own they changed the uh the ride heights or the or the uh, pack the handling packages on the downforce on those cars for this right. year and uh they get a little squirrely compared to years past they're not hugging the track quite as tight and several drivers including danica just lost that back end coming through the corners and uh she wrecked she got caught up in a wreck at daytona and then at Indy, she was one of several who just lost the back end, spun out, hit the wall, and called it a day. So the Danica double was more like the, I guess, the Danica trouble. I guess she, uh, yeah. But you know, I, I, I assume it served her well, and uh, now she goes into her next phase of life as a as a lifestyle guru of sorts. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, my and I suggested on our NASCAR this week page, by the way. And if you don't get it, you should uh, see why not in your local newspaper. Uh, I suggested that. If things need a jolt, a little momentum in her second 
phase of life or new career, uh, who knows? Maybe we will see her at an event sometime in the future, maybe back at Daytona or at Indy again, one of the two high-profile races, or perhaps a Rolex 24. Oh, yeah. Yeah, season opening race. That would get a lot of attention because yeah. it's the first race of the year and a lot of international star power, a lot of international media, and and it wouldn't and it would it's a commitment. It's not like an old moonlighting deal like it used to be. It is a commitment, but I think we might see her do that. That would seem like uh, she's done it before once or twice. So I think that might be a logical thing. What about you? I didn't even think about that. Well, now think about it and get back to me. Well, uh, now that I think about it, that seems like the perfect choice. Yeah. Because, you know, there's, first of all, it's just one race. Second of all, you got teammates. Yep. Third of all, it seems to be uh, that kind of race. It's kind of like an Indy 500 where you can get one sponsor. Yeah. You can get a sponsor for the race. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. If not this coming year, the the following year maybe. Yeah. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Is she is she among our clip pile? Is she? No, she's not. She's in, not. Who do you who do you want to hear the, from? We got to weed through a couple well, of clips. Well, you know what? Are tired of hearing us. Um, we had the uh, five nominees. Yes. That were named to the uh, class of 2019. Yeah, the Hall, next NASCAR yeah, Hall, next year's Hall of Fame. Five. One of them, which was maybe a surprise. Yeah, because it was Jack Roush, and he sort of, uh, you know, shouted into the wind a few uh, times, a few times, yeah. and you know, maybe it wasn't one of NASCAR's favorite people, right. but et cetera, et cetera. Well, neither was Curtis Turner, and he got in. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, um, the uh, he that that was Wednesday on Saturday at the track. Uh, they brought Jack in to talk to the media. Oh and, boy! And <laughs> is, all he still, takes, is he done talking yet? All it takes is just one question. Oh my goodness! So, open, open up the microphone. So anyway, Jack, we'll, let's hear a little from Jack right now. Okay. Five o'clock. We started watching the uh, proceedings from the uh, the telecast from the uh, Hall of Fame in, in downtown Charlotte, and of course we were in Concord. And we'll get back to Jack. He likes to. He can render. He can go for a while. So we'll get back to him. We'll hear the rest of his thoughts on the Hall of Fame. He'll, he'll be talking for a while. Yeah. Meanwhile, we took one of the questions in our Speed, Fre- Speed Freaks uh, uh, item on the NASCAR This Week page was, uh, what, which driver not named Kevin Harvick or Kyle Busch will win another cup race, will be next to win a cup race? Because it seems <laughs> like they're going to win all of them. Yeah. And uh, I went with uh, another Kyle, Kyle Larson, but I'm suggesting that's going to come at Pocono, not this coming week, but the week after. You, however, kind of went out on a little branch, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, get, tell us who and where. Well, I said Ryan Blaney this week at Pocono. Michigan. Pocono. Michigan. Pocono. I'm sorry. I got Kyle Larson the following week at Michigan. You right. got Ryan Blaney this week at Pocono. I've got yes. Ryan Blaney this week because he's been running really well. He just hasn't had the finishes. So the cards yeah. up front, yeah. they just need to finish the race and he'll win. So that's basically all there is to it. All right. Well, speaking of Kevin Harvick and speaking of Pocono, right? Well, we're going to hear a little bit from Kevin. We're going to hear a little bit from Kevin Harvick. And then and, we're going to get out of this segment. Let me just. Okay. Put this, throw this out there because on NASCAR this week, do people get that? They, if they don't, they should. It's in hundreds of papers across the country. Well over a hundred. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, there's, you know, Kyle Busch yep. has now won at every active racetrack right. in the series. Nice little feather. Kevin Harvick is missing two. Okay. One is Kentucky, and they only run one race a year there. And they haven't been doing it forever, so yeah. it's only had about it's eight only or ten seven, chances. Seven. seven. Okay. 
And uh, the other one is Pocono. Oh, I'll be darned. Yeah, and he's got like 50 starts or something crazy yeah. and never won. So. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, we got a, we clipped him. Like that? Like that All on right, Pocono. You want to hear what he has to say? I hadn't really thought about Pocono much. Um, you know, there's just, we're, we're really one week at a time, you know, people. So, you know, I think as, as we go to Pocono, we obviously want to win there, you know, and especially since it's one of the two tracks that we haven't won at. So, you know, I know that um, Rodney and, and, you know, the organization in itself put a lot of effort into 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 that particular weekend, trying to trying to get to victory lane and, and uh, take that take that race off the list. So it's a, it's a place that I enjoy going. Um, not so much the place that I enjoyed going, you know, my, in my previous life before I came to uh, to Stuart Haas Racing. It was never a track that we ran very good at. But come to find out when you, when you have the cars where they need to be and, and the people around you that, that um, you know, things are, things are much different. So Pocono has definitely been a, a place that I've learned to enjoy more than, more than I did in my, in my previous life at, at uh, RCR. Well, thank you, Kevin Harvick, for all that. Ken Wallace, Godwin Kelly, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with a little bit more of the Motor Mouse right here. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with You'll Get That in Big Time Auto Racing. Uh, what you'll get uh, occasionally is a, uh, is a Jack Roush interview, yeah. and, uh, which we got during the first segment of uh, Motor Mouse. Yeah. And Jack, Jack uh, as they say, he was vaccinated when he was born. They vaccinated him with a phonograph needle because he, he, will, uh, he will talk for a while. Let's check back in on Jack and see what he's saying about his Hall of Fame induction. Conference room over there at the Roush Fenway office building. And uh, about 5.05 or 5.07, Somebody slipped into the to, into the door and whispered to me. He says, "Jack, there's uh, there's a very good chance you're going to be nominated. You're going to be uh, inducted." And he said, uh, "You may want to go down there." And so Kevin Wood was with me, and he yeah I, he earned his stripes with me. He could drive a taxi. We'll get back with Jack in a minute. Believe me, he's not going anywhere. He's got that microphone. He's he doesn't turn loose he's like a dog with a bone. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's about, you he, you will flat fill up a notebook. If you go he, to talk to Jack, he he can wax poetic about it. It's anything. usually good stuff. I mean, but it, it is good stuff, especially if you start talking about you know mechanical issues. And uh, I once asked him a, something about nuclear power once, and he went on for quite a while. There's the old saying that yeah, you ask him what time it is, and he tells you how to build a watch. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's Jack, bless his heart. But it's good. It's good for people in our business because yeah? he is he is very uh, perfunctory. I guess is a is a decent word too. Yeah, and a syllabic. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what that one means, but uh, you'll get that in big time auto racing. What you'll get is uh, tricks by the governing body to try to spice up the product. What we saw at Charlotte for the All Star race was they brought in restrictor plates to try to bunch the cars together and create a little more uh, two and three wide. Right, and it appeared to have worked, but then you know they don't want to introduce that worldwide right now because. All the teams have already put all their engineering budgets into the the race package they've had throughout the first third of the season. Right. And you just can't 
there would be a major outcry if they tried to do that right now You're right. approaching midseason. You're absolutely Years right. passed in, a, in an earlier time, in an early, earlier area, the era, they might not have cared. They would have just done it. But these days, uh, there's a little less uh, there's a little less future in, in ticking off the uh, owners and the, and the crews because they seem to have a little more say-so now than they've had in years past. So what did you think about I – mean, it, it seems obvious that we're heading in that direction. Do you not think that, or what do you think? Just talk. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk. Be like Jack. Yeah. Just talk. Uh, well, obviously, there's it's something different. It keeps the cars relatively close. Mm-hmm. Um, it there's you know you just look at the Coca Cola six hundred. Oof, and it, it was brutal. Yeah, I mean you had unless the guy, you're a Kyle Busch fan. Yeah, unless you're a Kyle Busch fan, he's where are they by the way? He wins the poll. <laughs> yeah. He wins all three stages. He wins the race. He leads three hundred and seventy-seven out of four hundred laps. Oh. I mean, and you pay what? I mean, what's yeah, I mean, again, if you're a Kyle Busch fan, yeah, yeah, yeah this is fantastic. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you're the sliver of a percentage of the race fan population who takes who, who takes pleasure in watching someone just get it right with the setup of a car and just enjoy watching that kind of dominance, right? Yeah, but guess what? That's that doesn't pay the bills. The, no, the, the, those people don't pay the bills. You need you need to. You need excitement. And yeah. 400 laps with one car dominating is not excitement. So. No. And, you know. And the, it's nobody's fault. The thing the about it is, is this is nothing new. This is the way Charlotte is. Yeah. It favors one car. Yeah. There's always one car that's better than everybody else. I don't care who it is. It's happened several times over the years. I mean, I wrote, I went up there and wrote a 600 once. Yeah. And I started writing the lead on Dale Jarrett, like, 75 laps to go. Because he had lapped, Mm -hmm. you know, two-thirds of the field. Yeah. So, it's like, unless he gets into some kind of big problem, he's going to win. Yeah. And? He won. Oh, bless his heart. Yeah. Nothing worse than than putting about 20 paragraphs on the laptop and then (laughs) somebody blowed up. Oops. (laughs) No, I just had to had to top that thing with a couple of victory lane quotes, and it was gone, man. Nothing so. like nothing like uh, writing a story on a race that ends at eleven oh five when you have an eleven o'clock deadline. Yeah, but <laughs> and then but uh, not last year, but the year before, you had uh, Truex. Yeah, Truex just died. I mean, he he was even led more laps than than Kyle Busch. So it's almost as exciting as Monaco. Oh, yeah. Without really. the scenery. Without the scenery. Really? So, Anybody anyway. else we need to hear from before we get out of this segment? Well, this race seg- I'm going to give you a uh, – I'm going to give you um, Daniel Suarez. Yeah. All right. So he's in his second year, and he knew his first year was going to be rough. Yeah. He, he, he took over for Carl Edwards, who yeah. retired – and who's eligible board. for the Hall of Fame next year? <laughs> next year's funny? voting, he's in eligible. Isn't that funny? Him and Greg Biffle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, he talks about um, you know getting. They were like a top fifteen car all last year. Yeah. Got a little better as the year went on. Yes. And then, so this year he's he was hoping that they'd be like a top five car and have a win. And that's what he talks about, Daniel Suarez. All right, let's hear from him. Remember last year at this point, I was already 
knocking into a door to several top tens and and I and I thought to myself, you know, at this point in the race in, in my career in, in the cup, we're already in top tens. We're gonna be you know, running top five and, and you know, maybe knocking to the door into wins very here very soon. And uh, and that's not the case. It's just it's just very tough because the competition is always changing and it's difficult and 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 I feel like uh, we have to keep working on it. I mean, it's, it's just that next step from being running top ten car to running into a top five and, and being able to win races is a it's a, it's a very difficult one and it's been taking me a while to to make it right. Uh, we've been there but not very consistent. So uh, that's my goal, personal goal, and my team obviously as well. So uh, I feel like now we're moving in the right direction. Obviously, results like Dover last weekend. Uh, really help us to to build from that, and hopefully we can keep doing that. All right, we're back. Thank you, Daniel. Appreciate the words. He's the best. Uh, all right, we're gonna get out of uh, we're gonna get out of. Uh, you'll get that in big time auto racing, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back with a little bit more, including the uh, popular birthday game, and we'll uh, check back in with Jack Roush and see if he's still rendering. All right, we'll be right back. Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Ken Willis, Goblin Kelly. Let's touch base with Jack, see if he's still so good. Jack's still going on. You know, he just went in the Hall of Fame, and uh, he's, he's One chattering. One of five. Yeah. In New York City, wherever he like, and about 15 minutes later, we were we were in the in the Hall of Fame uh, auditorium there, and uh, in, in the in the hall, and uh, we we missed Jim Hunter's induction, but we uh, we were there before uh, before uh, Jeff Gordon was, and then of course I, I followed. Jeff Gordon. Woof. Woof. Man. Still going. He he can it's like a it's like a well oiled machine once he gets rolling. Well you know? also he's got a incredible vocabulary. Oh yeah. Because I've done interviews with him and I've actually had to look up words. Tosses a word out there every yeah. now and then just to yeah. try it out, kick the tires on yeah, a four And then he's got people that work in the organization that talk like him. Yeah. Um, I think you did a Jeff Smith was one Jeff Smith. Former president of Roush Racing. Yeah, and uh, he had some uh conceptual things Ugh, that yeah. were out of this world well he wants he i had to look up the spelling of galapagos because he once compared uh the garage the nascar garage to darwinism and he says this is the galapagos islands in here you know <laughs> survival of the fittest you, you either eat or get eaten and uh and that was way back when when there was a lot of eating going on and uh nowadays every everybody seems to be trying to you know pull together and eat from the same uh, fishing pond. What? <laughs> Hell, I just ran out of what I said. I've painted myself in a corner and I can't get out. Uh, uh, so you got you got, so you got Ryan Blaney at Pocono. I've got Kevin or Kyle winning again. But then I got Kyle Larson the next week at Michigan. Well, How's that? that? That's good. And I, you know what? what? I, I really think, I really believe. I really believe. That we both could be right. Yeah. And that... Uh, you know, uh, the number 12 car could win at Pocono, which he won this race last year. 
Hey, you know, I was just thinking that what what did the Kevin Kyle Quinella, if they had you know if Paramutual wagering came to NASCAR, that that Quinella would just be right now it'd probably be no better than two to one. I mean, there you couldn't get good odds on that. And I was thinking about that because I went to the dog track Monday. A couple of the kids were in town and said, "Let's go to the dog track." It's fifty cent Monday every Monday. They fifty cent beer, fifty cent soda, fifty well, cent burger, fifty cent dogs. Gotta, I am not eating a fifty cent hot dog, by the way, and well, I didn't. Well, the first thing you got to do is say that Daytona has one of twelve dog tracks in the, the state of Florida. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and so Monday this past Monday it being a holiday, there was even more people out there than there usually are on a Monday. I am told that Mondays are busy for obvious reasons. That fifty cent deal. But anyway, I uh, I like to box a Quinella. Sometimes three dogs, sometimes four. You know, I hit four out of I think four out of the first five. Only one of them paid anything. One of them paid about thirty eight dollars. The others wow. paid twenty or less. But then you know we unfortunately we stayed another three or four races. And you know you can lose it faster than you can win it. Sometimes it's it's a crazy. Isn't that amazing? But the good news is, did I mention the fifty cent beer? Yeah, yeah. And uh, those fifty cent hot dogs, I. I caught a glance of one when somebody walked by and it i don't think it was a. I don't think it was a nathan's i think it was a bit of a low end well you know what you bring up uh harvick and cobblish uh-huh. and uh, somebody asked harvick about uh, on that topic on his performances here I, I think we should do that clip okay yeah we'll hear from Har- him and then we'll play the birthday game okay great right. you're obviously on quite quite the role if if you were racing you now, how would you do it? How would you beat you? Mm. I'll tell you next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that. Yeah. That's that. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we got a little bit of time left here. Motor Mouse, Ken Willis, Godwin Kelly. We're in the green-white checkers stage of this uh, podcast. Before I forget, uh-huh. uh, people can find you on Twitter at HeyWillieNJ. You yeah. can find me at Godwin Kelly. You can ask questions using hashtag HeyWillie. Yeah. And, uh, I'm looking forward to that one of these days. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Uh, I, you know what? I'll be honest. I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't check. Oh, you so, didn't check? So you no. Have any? No, so uh, so there may be uh, like a big pile of them. And well, then, I'm going to assume all's well. Nobody has any problems. Yeah. So anything, call me directly, and I'll uh, talk you through it. Anything that uh, is bothering you about NASCAR or life or anything, uh, food preparation, Willis has an answer to every question. You know what's so. back in season? Patty pan squash. They look like a little basket of squash, and you slice them, you know, thin thin slice, about a right. half inch, and. Uh, and you uh, put it on the grill with a little olive oil and seasoning, a little pepper, olive oil. It's unbelievable how good it is. The things you can do with that, too. You can hollow it out, put some filling in it, and put it in the, like, pizza filling or something, and put it in the oven. Unreal. It's good stuff. Wow. Patty pan squash. See? You don't always get it in the supermarket. You might have to go to your local produce uh, stand to see it. 
produce stand or um, a flea market kind of oh, thing? Oh, they got it out there. Well, they got a produce market yeah. up there at the flea market, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, anyway, that's just one example of the knowledge base that uh, Ken Willis has at HeyWillieNJ or hashtag HeyWillie. All right. I'll tell you what on. I don't know is the birthday game, not like you do. All right, we play it every week, and Goblin shows off his uh, – he is county fair material, but instead of guessing weights, he can guess ages. And are you ready? I uh, We look ahead over the following – over the coming week at uh, famous racing birthdays or semi-famous racing birthdays. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Friday, Tom Sneva, former – we just had the Indy 500. There's a former Indy 500 champ. Tom Sneva, as Economaki <laughs> would call him. <laughs> He's on it. Anyway. I think they used to call him the gas man, if I'm not mistaken. That was on Ungaius, maybe, wasn't it? Mm, maybe Danny Ungaius? There's a name. He had a name. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Oh, gosh. I'll have to look that up. Huh. All right. All right. So Sneva, Sneva, Sneva 70, Sneva 73. I thought you were going to hit it right on the button. 70. Oh, okay. He is 70. Saturday. I like your chances on this one. Kyle Petty on Saturday. Kyle Petty. Oh, that's easy. Yep, he's doing the math. Wait a minute. He just wrote down 1979. All right, so then we're in 1990, right? So that's a period of one. That isn't working out. Oh, look at him cipher. That isn't working out. No, you're wrong so far. How is that not working? Uh, Kyle Petty. Kyle Petty, son of Richard, grandson of Lee Petty. Third generation NASCAR rider, driver out of Randleman, North Carolina. And Saturday he will turn. <laughs> wait a minute. So, uh, wait a minute. 89, 2009. Boy, this is painful. Nine, you usually 30. just snap right to. 30, and 30 plus 18, wow. 48. And Whatever then. he is, he's going to be another year older. Before. <laughs> uh, 55. 58. After all that, you're slipping this week. I'm, I feel I, my, my math is just All right, this not. one's an easy one for you. Sunday, Jamie McMurray, or as we like to call him, Jamie McMurray. 42. Good one. Right yeah. on the button. Uh, next Tuesday, little blast from the recent past, Bobby Hillen, little Texan tough texan out of not corpus christi i can't remember what town it was midland midland might have been midland texas bobby hillen jr i believe bobby hillen jr next tuesday he turns he was only 20 i think when he won at talladega yeah and yeah to and i swear i put my hand on a bible here uh that was the the best nascar race i've ever seen in my life son of a gun yeah Yep. He followed Buddy Baker around Talladega. Yeah. yeah. And Buddy Baker just kept pointing at his head. Yeah. Like, use your head, kid. Use yeah. your head. <laughs> That's funny. And at the end, uh, I don't know what happened to Buddy, but Hillen made it to the end, won that race. Well, so. I'll be, and that was it. He's one of the one-hit wonders from the super speedways. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, next Tuesday, he turns. 50. 54. Ah. You're just a tad off this week. Yeah. I'm worried about you. Yeah. Must have been the holiday. Short week. I have been taking my vitamin supplements. All right. Here's one for you. Next Tuesday also, Gary Nelson, former Gary. championship crew chief. Gary. Now in the IMSA world of sports car racing. Yeah, we're like age, so I'm going to say 66. 
That's as close as you came. 65. Okay. All right. Well, that was the birthday game. Sorry, it, sorry Goblin disappointed us this week. <laughs> you didn't hit any of them on the nose. That's odd. Yeah. Don't make me quit no, playing no, the birthday game. Oh, you got Mac Murray. That's yeah. right. Well, he's current driver, so I, you know, I would have been. But that doesn't mean I would have got him. I was going to say 65 on Gary. And I well, just dumbed it down a little bit. Yeah. Didn't want to show off. All right, well, that's Goblin Kelly. I'm Ken Willis. This was the Daytona Motor Mouse, and we'll uh, we'll oh, cue, we'll crank it up again next more, week. What's that? Is there more stuff from Jack? Is he still talking? I don't know if he's still talking or not. We'll see. On our way out the door, we'll stick our ear in the in the pod uh, clip room. Yeah. See if we're still hearing from Jack. Okay. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Great sir. I uh, didn't let my hopes get up. I was aware of the uh, 20 uh, other uh, nominees that were uh, in the running for the for the vote uh i appreciate the uh, the fan vote which uh the fans have voted for me and i appreciate uh, the support of the other 70 percent of the other uh, uh 19 voters that were uh, that were uh, participating it's uh easily the the biggest honor of my uh, stock car racing career and uh, i'm deeply uh, moved and uh, and 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 really uh humbled by being placed in the presence of uh, the 45 that have preceded me, as well as the four others that are being inducted at the same time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.